Well, you do indeed never know. Uh, and this is episode 332 of We Were Gamers. I'm JJ. Hello. Uh, and my lovely two co-hosts are here with me. Hello. We have... That's Andy. He's back <laughs> from assignment. Yeah. yeah welcome back, buddy. And you, And Michael is, of course, here. Good to be and, here. He was. And uh, how, how was that assignment, Andy? Hmm. And, and here, let's make it easier on him. Andy, divorce your response into two camps. One, tell us about the stadium, and two, tell us about the game. <laughs> let's talk about the experience of attending the game. Let's talk oh. about that. SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles is, I believe, unfinished. Okay. I, I know they'll tell you that it's finished. Like, like they're still building it, or no? I mean, the stadium itself is built, and it's actually quite pretty, uh, as far as modern architecture goes. Uh, there's a lot of open air going on, you know. And in California, there was pretty good weather at for a night game uh, on a Monday. If you, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you look around, you can see stuff that just doesn't look like that can't be permanent is like how I look at it. Right. There's tiny little parking lots everywhere around the stadium. There's huge, what look like construction sites still around the stadium. I mean, there's literally a construction site straight across from it. If you look out one of the ends of the stadium, you see the forum. If you look out the other, not end, but side, you see the Clippers new, uh, arena that's being built. So, the parking in general and the area around it seem like it's just sort of not fully complete in one of the parking lots we parked in. They, um, they have trees in the parking lot. Well, they didn't plant the trees. They're just in boxes sitting on the concrete. Ah, right. Uh, if you look to one direction, there's a huge hill of dirt with a fence around it. It's like, was that supposed to be another big parking lot? The the main tailgate lot, which they call Thunder Alley or something like that, looks done and like like they put a lot of effort and thought into how it was laid out, and the rest of them all seem kind of not quite complete. Maybe um, the food in the stadium seems not quite complete. Maybe they have kind of like homogenized. Yeah. Y'all been to like MLB stadiums in the last couple of years? Yeah, sure. Yeah. When you look at the, uh, sorry, I was drinking tea. I have a sore throat, but, uh, when you look at the, not from being sick, just from being up too late the last couple of nights, um, you look around the, like, what is that called? The, um, Gosh, the uh, the Concourse. boardwalk. Like, what is it called in a stadium when you're walking around the back? It's not a boardwalk, but like the 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 concourse, concourse. the arcade. That's, yes, the, the concourse I don't know what we're talking about here. The concourse is exactly what I was trying to come up with in my head. Um, you would identify what restaurants are around, what things are, very easily. Yeah, they have like big signs on the walls, delineated or... signs, and kind of a lot of them might be chain restaurants or whatever. These, there's no chain restaurants that I could find in there, but like the restaurants or the food areas are basically 
grandstand concession stands that are differentiated by their menus. And the, all the signs for all of them are white and they're white on white paint so that you have to like read it through bias lighting. And some of them are called like Alvera street and some of them are uh, a grandstand or something like that. And they all have different stuff. Some have hot dogs, some have nachos, some have uh, chicken tinga tacos, some have this and some have, but if you're just sort of like eyeballing stuff, there's no way to tell what all the foods are. And there's not that much at each one. So it feels like it's complete, but it also feels incomplete. You know, the beer selection is under underwhelming, but it That's sure, it sure is an experience when you sit in there and you're like, there's 70,000 people in here. I'm on the third deck and I still feel like I'm almost on the field. And the screen is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's, it could have made it bigger. I don't understand why it's the size that it is and the shape that it is, but it's a, a round screen that no matter where, what height you're at, you can see it. So like if you're on the side of the stadium, but you're too low cause it's, it's really high. You're actually, you look at the back of the other one and there's a screen there because it's a circle. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think the weirdness of the shape is because of the bad experiences of uh, what's that one stadium, Jerry Jones, the Cowboys. And people stadium? people keep kicking the football into that stupid jumbotron in that stadium. Yeah, it's really uh-huh. high up there. So they have this one like made in a slightly weird shape, so that maybe that doesn't happen as much. Although probably still someone will kick it sooner or later. No, here. you couldn't you couldn't kick this if you tried. No, okay, no. it's way too high. It's very high. So like. They solved the I'd have to crane my neck straight up to see the screen uh, problem. But it's still a very odd shape to look at if you're down below it. Um, I think it's going to be a stadium that uh, it's a, it's like your jeans that you bought, JJ. You got to wear it in a little bit. Mm, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, some of that stuff also is like we. Th- this is good enough and it's open. Yes. And the marketing budget will get funded in the next year and the next year and the next year and the yep. next year. And those things will all improve as the marketing dollars get spent in various places. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it looks very sleek and modern and I understand the aesthetic of why they used white signs with bias lighting on white. And it just all looks clean and new. Um, also, some of that is going to be the NFL operates very differently than the MLB does. And sure. they're not going to put chain restaurants in there because they're like, here is the vice grip on the money that we have and you get none of it and we get all of it kind it's of thing just, that the yeah, NFL does. But it's very sterile. It just doesn't have any. Yeah. Like, it's look, just they'll throw to... in like two years, they'll throw a coat of paint on some stuff and all of a sudden it'll be way different, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just very sterile looking. It looks like a hospital almost. Uh, in certain places, the the bars are nice, and the beer again lacking in variety, but not lacking in nineteen dollar per glass. Again, Ooh. once again, the the NFL vice grip on the money that I'm talking about. Yeah, I although the MLB still, isn't better about that, they still cost <laughs> just as much there. One, uh, you can still get a bacon wrapped hot dog when you leave the game. They have not put the kibosh on street vendors there. Uh, so that there was nice. Go. And despite everything I said, how was my experience of the stadium? I still was in awe of it. It is very impressive. It is very impressive. 
It is a, nice. It is a well constructed and very cool building. That's awesome. Yeah. Then the thing you had to do while you were there, though, unfortunately, was watch uh, sixth graders play football Jeez. on a field mm. that was clearly too big for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, Russell Wilson had to take a week off because he was, you know, he too, wanted to play, but too embarrassed too afterwards. Injured. Harsh. I mean, uh, maybe, they may be fair. You know, yeah. uh, they inv- they the Broncos and the Chargers played a game. I, I, I don't, they tried not. They both three teams tried not to win. Basically, towards the end, they benched. Uh, oh, uh, Melvin, Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I think he's going to get traded. Is what people are yep. saying. Yeah, he's ah. probably going to get traded. Um, Latavius Murray is now the lead running back <laughs> for the Broncos. And the Broncos okay? have now activated from the 49ers practice squad Marlon Mack. That's a backup. Ooh, there's so, a pull. So we're doing well over there. You can tell. Uh, as long as they don't fire sale the defense, the team will be good next year, I think. They just got to lock in everyone figuring out the offense. It, it just doesn't ready. It looked... I was very positive uh, on the team. And I actually kind of am still i mean they lost to the jets without a quarterback basically and without a running back by only five points so you know the jets currently undefeated in football i think still so yes but but to lose to an undefeated team 14 to 9 with no quarterback and no running back is actually the broncos defense is very good it's very good yeah defense is is great so Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. There's no doubt about it. And if and do they have good? I mean, I think I have some doubt about it. I think that's. Okay. I think that my concern is that uh, you bought the the cow the year after it stopped giving the milk. Man, that's my concern. Hmm. I don't know about that. I think he's still got some. He's got. He's got some something left. Peyton Manning and uh, John Elway did not look worried. Okay, I mean, I guess I'm not. Uh, I I am not any kind of football evaluator. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I think so. Overall, like pretty good time. I mean, yeah. disregarding the football that you had to see, you know, it would have been good football if in the um like last five minutes of the fourth quarter and the overtime they didn't look like they had no idea which way the field uh, was. I feel like you can lay some of that blame pretty squarely on that coach who has no idea how the clock works and what direction time goes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not fun. So we'll, uh, we'll let that game go. It's fine. It was fun to go to a game. It was frustrating towards the end because your team, you know, but um, Michael knows all about that. I was just about to make that transition. Well done. <laughs> yeah, uh, except my team got up off the... Both of my teams got up off the mat this weekend, uh, and I was in the stadium for one of them. Well, so one uh, of them should just stay down. Well, you know? yeah, one of them's going to. <laughs> no, I, I just... Hear I no mean, bell. <laughs> just <laughs> throw in the towel, Mick. Like, we... Pick, picks, mean, are, I, picks are on the line. Yeah, I was I was happy to see uh Tom Brady get embarrassed and uh I'm I'm fine with 
the rest of the season going pretty much away I, so that we can get better have, position next year. I have to say, you saw the Tom... Did you guys see the Tom Brady press conference after that game? No, I don't the enjoy dude, wallowing dude, in someone else's pain. Uh, you should, though, because it's Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, the dude has the, like, thousand-yard stare. He of, was... Of the, like... That way for weeks. What, what has... What have I done? Like... Yeah. It, and he's just like, he's just normal. He's just answering the questions. It's just like in between stuff. He's just staring and you're just like, he wishes he was just like asleep. Like he's just clearly having the worst day. Yeah. Uh, you know, tomatoes have a lot of uh, uh, vitamins that could help with making him more awake. Hmm. This is true. That's the thing. <laughs> But so you were in person also, though, Michael. Yes. So we drove up to Stanford for their homecoming game this past weekend and watched uh, maybe one of the uglier wins that I have seen in a while. W's W. Um, Hey, W is a W, even though we almost gave it away with three seconds left on the clock. Two weeks Um, in a row. Well, yeah. Two weeks in a row. But, you know, hey, that's a winning streak, right? (laughs) So, JJ, to to put it in perspective for you, the Arizona State offense had uh, 14 points on two touchdowns for the game. The Stanford kicker had 15 points on field goals. That's, uh, hmm. That was, that was your final score right there. Wow. Should I tell him the nickname for the for your kicker? Yeah, go for it. He's His name is Cardi. So I call him the Print Carty Rich because he just prints points, baby. He has not missed a field goal okay. yet this season, and he, two or three weeks in a row now, has been named the special teams player of the week in the conference. I mean, lock in that since print he seems to be, he seems to be the only uh, <laughs> offensive only scorer scoring on player the on the team. Yeah, he has to be by default, right? Like he's better than their all other offense. Got to include him. Oh my god, special teams, dude. Be aware of your surroundings. Uh, the Broncos gave the game away on a special teams error. If you know the guys behind you, you don't back up and you don't get in front of him for the fair catch. Yeah, just let the, yeah. Let the ball bounce. Let it, let it bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Well, uh, uh, how many could you count the people, Michael, on how many hands? Did you need two hands or just one? Uh, I barely needed two hands. <laughs> I needed two hands to count the number of empty sections of the stadium. Ooh, <laughs> I've been to that stadium. It's not the biggest stadium either. So no. the you're not talking like 100,000 people in there. No, know? they renovated it um, a decade or so ago. To, and it actually got smaller, so it seats around JJ's, fifty thousand now. Yeah. I've been since the renovation. The renovation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it seats around fifty thousand. The announced attendance, which in college football they are allowed to use ticket sales for announced attendance, uh, was twenty five thousand. Woof! And it was nowhere near that full. So at least twenty of those twenty five thousand sounds like they were either outside drinking or never came. That is one thing about uh, tailgates at that college is that a lot of people, even those who have tickets and some that do not just show up to hang out and tailgate. Yeah. 
I will tell you all that all the times that I have been, I've had better times at the tailgate than watching the games. Hmm. Okay. okay. I can believe a, that. As a person with no connection to the school and only goes because I have fun with the other people that I end up tailgating with. Right. Oh, well, that's fair. Yeah. Plus it, it hey, being home. Football, if work. the football is close and fun, like that's great, but like I don't have any stakes. And so it's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. But mm-hmm. it, the games have been kind of either one-sided or not fun. So, well, the, the football was close. Hey, I can yeah, say they only record the win. They only record the win in the stat sheet. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> I think we've already established close football is not always good football. Buddy. Truer words. Uh, but I guess some good stuff came out of all this, Michael. Uh, you told you were telling me earlier that uh, you won something? Yeah, so uh, 12-year-old me uh, would be very proud of me. So I I went across the street. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll understand why I say that. I went across the street yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but last week, uh, near the end of the week, just to grab myself a salad from Fresh Brothers, the pizza place. And while I was there waiting for them to, to grab my order from the shelf, I noticed they had one of those drop a business card to win a a free pizza party for your office fish bowls. And the bowl was empty. So I was like, uh, I have a business card on me still. Let me drop one in here and just see what happens. Sure enough, today they call me up. I want a pizza party. I I am standing here with my mouth open. I thought those were scams. No, turns out. They give away a pizza party. So on Wednesday, I will have uh, three medium pizzas and a salad and some knots to share with uh, some people at the office. All right. Pretty cool, man. Honestly, I've never uh, I haven't had business cards for like most of my life, but I only ever use them for that stuff. I've never used them once in a professional circumstance ever. Oh, I used to use them all the time. I, you're in a much more uh, person-to-person business than yes. me and Michael. <laughs> in Fair. Uh, but man, good, good on you. Uh, yeah, your business card is worthwhile and useful to you, unlike yeah. me. Or I don't know, maybe you use it, Michael. I'm not sure. Not, I mean, not these days. Oh, sure, right. <laughs> That's funny. They don't call the business, I guess. They call you because your number is on there. Yes, yeah, so they they called me. Fortunately, I was in the office today because they ca- they called my my desk number. Yeah, that's I what I was just saying. Now say. that they, like, you could get that forwarded when you're not in the office. You could, you could, but I yeah. I still just let it ring to my desk, and yeah, then I, I get notifications if I have voicemail. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's my true. Phone. Visual voicemail can, these days. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely set up my phone at my desk to forward to my cell phone, but I absolutely don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> Heck no. It's 100% yeah. that. If they want to pay for my cell phone, sure. We'll talk about it, but they don't. <laughs> and so then here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a different world. Yeah, you know, look, I, I I asked if they would give me a company phone. I You could call me on it. That's how that works. When exactly Otherwise, is this no, pizza party? I will party? not give you my phone number. Uh, Wednesday. Hmm. So it had to be, they, they the called fence. the... <laughs> Yeah, one of the one of the stipulations, I guess, was that you they called me up and they're like, it has to be this week. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. I can make that work. (laughs) 
I was just thinking is like, I know my work is doing a Halloween party this week. Was that Wednesday? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's coming It'll up fast. Show up, show up in costume on the wrong day. That's what I was just <laughs> worried. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any kind of fancy costume, so it wouldn't be a big deal. I just, just wear one of your onesies. Yeah, might be doing that actually. So there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, uh, while we're still not talking about uh, video games, because that's we don't do that that frequently here. Honestly, to be fair, uh, Andy, do you uh, want to talk about some other stuff here? You got a, got a question for me? I do have a question. Uh, it was for both of you. I want to know because I need some motivation. I dislike doing yard work. And after the recent rain, I was punished. Well, during the recent rain, I was punished. Punished. (laughs) Severely. Yeah, yeah. uh, For not having done some yard work. Uh, You know, what's the the thing? Uh, Your problems come home to roost. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, it yeah, was, chickens like coming the, home to roost. It, this is the me me sowing and this is me reaping kind of <laughs> yes. meme yes. format. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we had some some flooding and some other stuff related to not having done a bunch of yard work. I don't like doing yard work to begin with, although you know it's necessary. And uh, through the summer, especially, I hate doing it because I don't like to be hot. But sure. we also put a decent uh, remodel on our front yard. And though I dislike yard work, when I do the yard work in the front yard and clean it up and trim the trees back and do all that stuff and spend a day or two doing it and the yard looks perfectly clean and new and refreshed, I feel very accomplished. And I was curious if either of you have a thing that you hate to do around the house that after word you're like yes look how amazing i am at doing this thing i hate because i got a lot of those types of projects to handle and i need some motivation to do them Hmm. i don't i don't have something that i hate that takes that as much time as your yard work sounds like it takes you uh, you know, but that's uh, the thing, right? Sometimes it doesn't take the amount of time you think, right? Like I had yeah, to plant, I had true. to plant a tree and I was dreading doing it and I didn't do it for like four and a half months. It sat in a pot because I didn't want to plant the tree because we have clay here underneath the topsoil and uh, really a pain yeah. to dig. You, I know. Yeah. You could dig at it for hours um, if you really, really wanted to. Uh, ended up planting the tree in a couple hours instead of two or three days like I expected. Uh, but I can end up, le- you know, that's one little thing. It doesn't actually take that long sometimes. How do you get your project motivation? What do you hate doing that then at the end you're like, yes, I did it. So I, I don't know that I get the yes, I did it feeling, but I am a uh, person who makes lists and checks the list off and i start it at like the top of the day like as soon as i get up i'm starting chores and doing stuff on the list until the entire list is done and hopefully that's uh before lunch but maybe it's not and then you know gotta 
take a break to eat or something just because usually it's, you know, if you're doing a bunch of outside work or whatever. So uh, I tried the list. You know, I find the list very helpful for me. So uh, and then also like headphones and a podcast because that's I can't yeah. just like sit and do work for hours on end without sure something else going on. You yeah. got to put on some music if you're digging a hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> now, um, I tried the list thing. I like it. But I fall prey to a problem, which is that I can sit down with a piece of paper and then all of a sudden the paper is full. And there's literally no way I could finish it all in a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I've gotten like pretty realistic about what is actually going to get accomplished in a day. And like what I can really or like what kind of stuff is needs to be done versus stuff that just like has to eventually be done and you know a a curated list instead of the list of all the things right yeah it's not meant to the list is never intended to be comprehensive it's just the here is the stuff i'm going to do today and you know sometimes the list won't matter right because i'm there's no reason to make the list because you know my wife and i together are going to do something and that's the thing that we're doing that day it's like a master list versus a honeydew right yeah yeah Man, speaking of master, uh, not to get off topic, I finally watched that Master and Commander movie. That's pretty good. Russell Crowe? Yeah. That's a throwback. Okay. I never watched it, and I like naval stuff. Uh, That Greyhound movie is really good, in case anyone has Apple. Anyway. Okay. Michael? Um, I'm kind of the same way with the list. Uh, I, I will make myself a list and it isn't, it isn't the any one task that I get the feeling about. It is the getting to the end of the list. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, all look, to be fair, all the satisfaction comes at the end when you're like, Oh yeah, the list is done. You crumple that list of paper up. Ta- like I make a physical list, right. And I write it down on a piece of paper so I can cross the lines off with my pencil or whatever and crumple it up and throw it in the trash when I'm done. That's the joy. <laughs> I just don't have the different like hate to satisfaction ratio for other projects in the house. Like if I do, if I paint a room or I, uh, a demo a, and replace a door or I clean up the office or, well, you know, like those projects, I don't hate them. I just don't want to do them because they're normal things that people don't want to do. Uh, in fact, I kind of even like painting when I have the time. I just never have the time, but the, like, disdain to satisfaction at the end for yard work specifically to me is very interesting. And I just wanted to see if either of you had that. So thank you. I'm weird. I get it. Moving on. You know what? I will add one more thing. I think that the part of the reason why it's different for me too, is that any of the things that I feel the sense of like, yeah, I did this about are things that I kind of like doing in the first place. Mm. Right. So like I built, I built two bookcases last week, um, for downstairs in our place and got to the end of it. And I was like, yeah, those look really good in the space, but I like putting stuff together. Yeah. What are bookcases, but just way bigger, more annoying Legos. (laughs) Pretty much. Giant set of adult connects. Yeah. they, They don't really go together like Legos do. Connects is maybe a better analog there maybe i love connects i wish that they had become a more long-lasting thing they were a big thing i'm not going to say they weren't really popular 
but I feel like you could find a bin of connects for like 10 cents at the swap meet. Whereas like old Legos are still expensive. Yes. The, I think those, they still make connects, but not under that name, right? Like that connecting toy thing is still a thing, isn't it? Or am I, I think connects are still a thing. Is it? All right. I very could be right. I have no clue. I'm pretty sure connects is still a thing. I think so. I think they still exist. All right. Well, uh, let's make an impossible transition here. Um, Andy, I just wanted to point out something from last week's episode. I don't know. Did you listen to it? I'm not sure uh, how much you. But you would know I listened to it if you watched the YouTube video, because there's a great deal of heckling you guys while you're doing the (laughs) uh, while you're while you're doing the Azure Trails police force video time uh it uh, was not you. in yes. the it was not in the, uh, the audio, audio version because i yeah. didn't think people would understand the audio cues that were happening but uh you know it might be there if you go check out the youtube i wanted to uh let you know that i think you would really really like uh return to monkey island and specifically uh it would be great on the deck i'm pretty sure i I'm going to get you, you, this is a good transition to another transition. You, you do the next thing. I'm going to go get the deck right now and install all those games. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that, that story. Yeah. He will like that story a lot. I'm pretty sure. Um, all right. Uh, well, uh, he's away. Let's talk about some other stuff. He's not going to care as much about. I I just rolled like a foot and a half to get. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. Great. Welcome back, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think that story in particular you will like. I don't know. Did you play Monkey Island or any of those before? No, I, I have them all on. So. Let's see. I have them on Steam. I have them on Amazon Prime Gaming, and I'm 99% certain they're also on Game Pass. You have, like the Steam. old ones? Are they, I guess are the old ones on Steam? They must be, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I think the the full... You can buy them as a set on Steam. Got it. Uh well, let me go ahead and tell you. Oh, they're not uh, on Game I don't know. Pass. They were. They were, but they're not on Game Pass anymore. But anyway, they're on Steam, and I this know the, that we all got them through Twitch at some point. This is the danger of the uh, rotating game service that Game Pass is. You can't count on it, unfortunately. It, it, you know, you'd have to know what you're getting. You know, it, Oh yeah, look. Absolutely. This is why you would just like any other service. You subscribe and then you unsubscribe when they don't have the stuff you want, right? That's, yep. Mm-hmm. Just like Netflix. And, yeah. Oh, I got to go through all my services and start doing that because I haven't watched HBO in like over a month. Maybe, Bro, you should watch House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon's pretty good. Are say. you sure it's actually good or is it just better than what they left off before? Because uh, I've been watching it and I like it quite a bit. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean this to be a spoiler question. Don't tell me a spoiler. Okay. But knowing what we all know from Game of Thrones, the show or the books up to this point, not the separate backstory books and all that sort of stuff, right? I mean, which is what this show is. Right. But I'm just saying, like, off off of uh, information that people that watched Game of Thrones or read the books would have. What is interesting about watching the Targaryens? And I don't mean that in a gotcha kind of way. 
And I don't mean that it's a, it's a tough question because I don't mean for you to explain me the show. Oh. But, so, uh, but the, here's the my answer to your question. The Targaryens here. is that they're an insular, bloody ruling family with a bunch of magic and dragons. And they all, it's all just going to be intrigue and incest. And to me, it's kind of like more interesting to see how that interacts with the characters we cared about. And like, there's really from all the previous stuff that they tell you about this. There's not a whole lot of Targaryens in it. They they lived on an island and they were all killing each other. Uh, I think you have some misconceptions about how that worked. Okay. Uh, the first episode takes place in King's Landing. The majority of it. Well, yeah, obviously they ruled in King's Landing as well. But okay. So uh, I mean, not enough. Not they, enough I mean, they made the Iron Throne by melting it with dragon's fire. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, uh, here's my answer to your question without spoiling things. Uh, uh, the things that I liked about the first, let's say, four or five seasons of Game of Thrones was that a lot of it, while, yeah, there was like this big plot going on with like White Walkers and dragons and all that other stuff. Really, the thing that was interesting was like who was jockeying for position over who and who was, you know, vying to become the king or the hand or the next lord's. Or was, you know, who was on whose side, all the like political alliances and backstabbing and like, you know, drama of the drama. That was the stuff that was good in Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. I thought. This show is that. But if it's just your question, that's the thing that that gets me uh, not fired up is that it's. Intrigue and drama for intrigue and drama's sake without. Oh, no, there stakes. are clearly defined stakes. There are stakes. I mean, they're for different people. You have to get invested in the new characters. But, but you know just where like any going. other show. Yeah, I mean, the youngest shown character in the show is the great-great-grandfather of the oldest character we see in the see. other series. Okay. All right, and so I don't mean that to be... Uh, no, no, I, it's, instructive. Uh, it's, it's instructive to say because, like, these are so far removed from any of the people that you see in that show. Like, there's... They may as well... Like, none of them know each other other than, like, through the history books. Yeah, and and it's reductive to say, well, you already know how it ends, right? Because the Andor show is the same way, and I'm in love with it. Uh, you know yeah, how it let ends. Me, um, you know, the, the, the ending of Game of Thrones, not relevant here. And, like... It's, it's like I said, it's so far in the past that the start of Game of Thrones is not relevant. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I, I have been uh, very much enjoying it. So, and we're not done yet. I know the last episode just came out, but we're like a few episodes behind. It's, so. it's, uh, it's a uh, existential question. Am I interested in the Thrones averse as much as people got into like the Lord of the Rings averse? You know, I mean, Middle Earth averse. You should, uh, you should watch, uh, the rings of power speaking of yeah this is a zillion things man you should you both should watch andor yeah uh, have I'm, been yeah uh, i that's uh you know had one had to sacrifice one thing for a different <laughs> thing. that's how it goes uh, i also haven't watched rings of power either to be fair have, have you caught up on andor no not yet we've oh, we've oh. gotten through the first three okay watch them in three episode chunks yeah yeah like literally just yeah. Don't bother in between. Just save them up. Watch them in three episode chunks. They are stellar films when you watch them that way. (laughs) 
they they usually have the same director for those those chunks as well. So it's all it's none of it's oh, jumpy. Okay. So mm. the first three were directed by the Gilroys, and then it switches over to oh gosh, I can't remember her name. Oh, I feel really terrible about it. Okay, well, never mind. Clearly done by the same directors, though you recalled that, so that's yeah important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which way I want to go with this. Yeah, it's a little uh, bit off kilter there. Sorry, buddy. Nah, this is the life we live, you know. Just careening wildly back and forth between this topics. is what hangout o'clock is about yeah that's what we do best uh yeah so uh we talked about the steam deck a little bit there um another game that i hear runs uh quite well on the steam deck that i've been playing um is i've been playing the persona 5 royal which came out recently oh yeah it's supposed to i don't have a steam i don't have a steam deck but i'm told that it runs quite well um you know gets the gets the frames you need for a jrpg you know which yeah. is not necessarily yeah the most uh, the it Steam looks quite nice can only get up to 60 frames anyway so uh well usually, i'm told it works well usually it's a 30 frames uh persona 5 royal is on game pass and is, is. one of one of the games that i am intrigued about trying to get the steam deck to run windows and game pass somehow to try out so uh, you need to go look on the internet uh, for this, Andrew. I know people have done some stuff. I think the issue is getting Windows to work is hard. There are some workarounds, but I'm not willing to do that amount of work yet, which I think maybe next week or the week after is probably the basis of our discussion about the mister. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a yeah. lot of, of that uh, workaround stuff so far with the Steam Deck. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, I don't know what to say about this game. I, I played Persona 5 years ago. Well, so is this, this is a the, remake? No, this is the, like, updated and expanded content version. Mm-hmm. So, like, they take the base game and then add a whole bunch of new stuff to it. And then now it's Royal instead of just Persona 5. Okay. So the expanded edition. It, it's like the uh, the expansion pack, but they just sell the expansion pack again as a whole new game, which is pretty scummy when you think about it that way. Hmm. Um, but the uh, to their credit, at least um, thus far, I've only done like one dungeon effectively. Uh, they have woven in a bunch of new story content, new abilities, new things that like into the even the very first and very beginning of the game in a way that like oh, this dungeon played out in a completely different way. Eh, well, not completely different, but in a different enough way that like, oh, okay, this is like new stuff, even if parts of it are the same. So it, it is enough of a, like, the, oh, the, the monster's weaknesses have been shuffled up. That makes a big difference. Some of the battle mechanics have been changed. Like, you have guns in this game. Uh, I don't know. It's all like a cognition, like shadows and the mind and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. uh so you have like you take a model gun into the dream realm and all of a sudden it can act like a real gun and you're shooting monsters or whatever do you turn off the Um, safety protocols no it's not a Uh, deck because because they're off all the time (laughs) like the monsters are just out there trying to kill you uh but in that in the previous game like you got your gun ammo and then every time you would like leave the the dungeon and end your day and come back 
it would refill. Now it just refills every battle. So like, why not use the gun all the time? Like, oh yeah, yeah it's just a the, gun. You can just shoot stuff. Make the game more fun. You know, it, it, exactly. Well, and then they're like, you know, instead of just like making the gun do physical damage, there's like gun type damage, just like fire type and ice type and whatever types. And so like, oh, some things are weak to gun, <laughs> and like some are weak to physical, and some are weak to ice. It's just like, like a oh, system we know pretty well at this point. I was gonna say, I hear the transition in there. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so you know, I, I, I've been enjoying that, and it's been real interesting to go through. And you know, uh, speaking of weaknesses to ice, though, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we've, we've we're all on board the train now. Picked up a few uh, nice, easy battle-tested weapons with those ice weaknesses. Uh, been a real, real treat there. Yeah, uh, I did the BT. Mm, which one was it? We're talking about Champions of the Continent for people that didn't understand the transition. Yeah, sorry, I didn't explicitly say it. I just figured they all noticed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which one was it? Was it the sword? Yeah, well, think, sword sword is one of them, and uh, I think the fan was the other one I did. Yeah, speaking of fan, Michael. Yeah, the fan. Yep, Michael. Yes, yes. You have a bravely fan three. I do. Yes, and a Lynette. Has it changed your life? No, only yeah. because I haven't. So the the way that those work best is if you switch Lynette from a damage-dealing role into a predominantly buffer role. And I haven't made that change yet. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. I mean, it still extends her her lane switch by one turn. Yes, it does. It extends that by a turn. Yeah. Hmm. I think think the, uh, the real benefit of it, though, is that you can... Like, she's not actually the one dropping the huge nukes. She's dropping huge buff skills that last way longer. Right. And that's the benefit of that, right? Yeah. Because that's, like, keys in directly with the fan. Because I don't think the attack stats on it are, like, awesome. They're not. It's level 50. Yeah. It might... You might be able to upgrade it more later. I'm not sure if they introduce a level 4 for those, but... Yeah, it's it's offensive stats are not nearly as good as some of the other things you can get. Yeah, I've noticed her damage production starting to fall off, and I was like, hmm, I wonder at this point in my life if I just want to equip a 60 fan to her and just lane switch her more. Uh, yeah, I think if you're, if you're in it for just the damage out of her that she can contribute, you're better off doing it that way. Yep. And I yeah, I use Viola as my like highest level character and Fjord. so I have a like always making sure her weapon is as high as I can get it, right? So that's my question to you guys now that you're starting to outpace me by a decent clip. Uh well, I don't have my app open for my hours played because I wanted to do an hours played check. Maybe we could do that real quick. But uh uh, does armor all stop at 60? Do the weapons all stop at 60? Kind of give me a preview of because mm-hmm. I am back at the end of Master of All. I've beaten that. I'm sort of farting around doing all the stuff that came with the Bravely uh, collaboration that gave you know a lot of new work to do. And uh, Michael has convinced me now to go back and do hunts manually. So 
you know, things have slowed down for me getting to end game content, which is fine. I'm not like jonesing to spend all day on the thing these days. Uh, but I kind of am looking at like the equipment. I'm like, am I kind of stalled out here? I see more elite hunts now that I've unlocked that I'm not sure I could do without some sort of upgrades or something. Yeah. So the, the answer is yes. The weapons and armor do keep increasing in level. So right now there are, as of the latest update from last week, there are four sets of weapons and armor that you can, at least on the weapon side, you can upgrade. Yeah, uh, so and they are like they are at level 60, 61, 62, and 63. Oh, so at 60, they just sort of have start, started to close down the game. It's not like they go to 90 and 100. Like well, it's like as the, new, as the new chapters get added, it seems like each new town in the new chapters has one new weapon set, right? So the first town had yes. a level 60 set that could be upgraded. The next town had a level 61 set that could be upgraded. 62 and 63. Yeah, interesting yeah. though, it's not like 60, 65, 70, 75, 80. Well, there are there are gray sort of shades within that because of the upgrade system. You're talking about the um, three point whatever, four point. Well, whatever. four now. Yeah, so you can you can take a level 60, um, level 60, I think, are the innocent weapons, and you can make an innocent level two or an innocent level three. And each one is is successively stronger. And then you move to the next town and the weapons, in some cases, depending on which class you're going from and to, are um, just straight upgrades. And in other cases, you're making trades of, well, this sword hit, doesn't hit quite as hard, but it gives me plus 30 speed. Does it feel like any, to anyone else that Champions of the Continent is turning into almost a, like a single player MMO? I think that's a contradiction in terms. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it plays like an MMO. So no, no. But I mean, the game with was the, all like, about grinding the whole time. The inc- so that incremental part upgrades, like at the end of WoW, when you're like, oh, I can get the next incremental upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it's all stuff to do if you want to stay on the treadmill to be at the top of the power curve. Mm, it's not necessary. It. Like you could go do all the currently available content. I'm pretty sure. Without the uh, weapons, without doing all of that stuff, I, you definitely don't need all of it to beat you know these battle tested bosses. I don't even have that good of stuff, and I can do it. You know, you just need to have the right sets of units with enough of their skills to be able to break the shields consistently, and then a couple people to come in and hit really hard. Yeah. Yep. What's uh, what's everyone's playtime sitting at? Uh, two thirty six for me. Uh, I had it up a second ago. Ninety four thirty two. You're at ninety four. Ninety four thirty two. You are an efficient player, my friend. I'm at one seventy. Yep. Uh, don't fight all the all the pointless fights. That's me. I was going to say those <laughs> the the traveler stories add up. Yeah, yeah no, I haven't right. done like, so many so many traveler stories. I Dude, done. I've, I've I only think... done thirty of them, and they've added up to that much extra time. I was going to say, our, I think our play times go in order of most traveler stories done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 that, that influence is really important. I think 
It definitely helps, especially as you start getting into the the later story towns mm. and you need the extra influence for path actions and interacting with the, the NPCs. I'm glad we got to it because I had a big question about influence. Something that I have been really bad at is okay. allies. Mm. I, yeah. I, I had to... Go ahead. Oh, I, I barely use them. That was me too for a very long time uh, until I wanted to try and beat these battle tested bosses. <laughs> then I got serious and I found some good allies. And there now, are some, some very helpful ones for your first couple of fights. And yeah. now I, uh, the last, the most recent one, I didn't use them, but the, all the other ones, I've used them heavily. Where yeah. are the ones that Did I you, want? Um, In the towns you don't have access to yet. Uh, some no, some of them, some of them you can access. Uh, I have a list I can send you of of where to find some of the more useful ones. But JJ, did you know that there is one who has a high chance of putting your enemy to sleep for three turns? Does that what work does on that do? It, it, well, it works on those BT fights. That's really good. Yeah, they they go to sleep, and so they don't get a turn. Do you break sleep if you hit them? In a, in a game, um, I'm trying to you, remember. In a game, it where you might. can't actually defend. You can't. It <laughs> might, but it also Andy, might. It might just be physical attacks that break sleep. Also, oh. there's like there's a couple of those BT fights where like skipping one turn could be super important, and the difference between winning and losing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did not know that. That's very cool. I, I was going to say most of the really helpful ones that I found are from Flames Grace and. Uh, Donis, Don, Donesk. Oh, Donescu. Don't, yeah. don't know how to say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, those are the towns I found that have a lot of uh, like the thing that I have been searching for is like multi-hit attacks in certain weapon categories. Yes. And uh, Victor's Hollow has some also um, where the arena is. Andy, by if, the way, the arena. A bunch of the early fights in the arena, very easy and tons of rubies. But I have to yes. get to Victor's Dude's Hollow most. somehow. I mean, do yes. the got to do the storyline. Story. Yeah, which is what I've been dreading. <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, that you know, it takes it's you there like right off the it's, it's all time. I tr- I can do a traveler's story start to finish in like fifteen minutes, maybe twenty. Yeah, like depending on how long ones. the low end ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but JJ, if you uh, if you like those multi hit characters. All of the BT characters, I think, are at least three hit. Dude, Scarecrow. In, in I'm not, I'm not re- Michael, I'm not refighting those people just to recruit them. No, that's <laughs> not. No, uh-uh. Scarecrow is enough of a struggle. Four hit multi-target arrow? Oh, it's it's the best. It is unfair. I thought the four hit random target fan that I got the other week was pretty good. Dude, Scarecrow hits every single enemy for four hit arrow it's pretty good it costs 60 sp uh, until you get him at a high enough level you can unlock a, a a tile on the job board to reduce it to by like 20 percent. that would be nice <laughs> uh also there are uh man path actions are pretty good you guys i don't know if you know you can find. Hey, Andy, here you go. You know you're talking about how what a pain in the butt it is to craft all these weapons. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about you going to these new towns and doing path actions on every NPC you see and getting free weapons and gear. 
Yeah. yeah. You can usually get at least one piece of each of the armors and three I haven't or done four of the the new weapon I, class. I have not crafted any innocent. I have not crafted any Fenrir. I have not crafted any tyrannical. I have not crafted any sacred that I did not get for free to start with. <laughs> nice. So it's the, the free loot is there if you want it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's more than enough to propel you through the story. If that's, you know, your end goal, which I think uh, that's kind of, which like, is, I think it's a good design choice. It is. So you don't, you know, you can, you can grind, grind really, light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really don't. Need, those daily quests are there, but you don't really need to be up on your dailies every day. I mean, I've definitely got enough memory fragments for whatever the next thing is. So now I just do them so I can get silver stones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good game. I don't know why it's so good. It shouldn't be, but it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the music. Yeah. I just, <laughs> just by good. itself. <laughs> I go to Emberglow for just to go to Emberglow, man. It's a good, good music. Uh, man, Persona 5 has good music too. Very catchy. Though I think the uh, COTC music is a little more chill, I would say. If only they could like play it. us out. I know. But, you know, copyright uh, strikes and all that. <laughs> yeah, also like, yeah. So I don't know how litigious Square Enix is, but they're probably too litigious for us to try it. So, uh, it, Michael, if people want to write in questions about COTC, where should they send them? They can send those and any other questions to podcast at weweregamers.com. Michael knows a lot about that game. I'm just saying, like, if you people don't don't understand that, either he knows or he knows the guy who knows and has a spreadsheet that has like an encyclopedic amount of info. Yeah, FFRK got me got me into the uh, the gotcha Reddit community and how much help that can be uh, to someone who doesn't you know doesn't wail for all the highest end stuff. So I will never spend a dime on this game. And I know that ahead of time. Yeah. And I still and haven't. Like, what? What? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, when I got to the point that I decided I was no longer going to spend money on Hearthstone, even though they have the ability to play that game and never pay for it, I just, it ended my interest in Hearthstone because I wanted to do other things. Knowing up front that I will never spend a penny on this game and that I will miss out on stuff and all that still has all my interest yeah well in this you really there's not really much to miss out on because basically everything is permanent content it's just do you want to wait on it to eventually happen or do you want to pay to have it right now i mean yeah i had to get it right now for and yes because she may or may not come back for a very long time sure yeah and the collapse oh man i didn't tell you guys how that worked out i wish i had taken a video of it it was insane it was very unfortunate <laughs> to have decided that I wanted her so badly uh, for my team because I didn't have Teo. And then to get on the first round, go through Scarecrow as my number five, uh, five star uh, guarantee instead of uh, Agnes and then Tressa. And then I was like, well, if I go through again just a few more times, I'll have enough guide shards to get her anyway right two times two times through was enough for this uh it's actually less i think uh but anyway it didn't matter 
uh, got through to the second round of the next one and I got her as a 4.5 star. And that's when I texted you like, so how do I, is it going to be possible to upgrade her to five star somehow? Because uh, she's basically useless without being a five star. Okay. Uh, the regen spell can't be accessed until the five star board. And that's like one of the big ones that you need. Hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. So then I was like, well, I guess I got to roll again. And on the next one, I got her as a 4.5. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then the exact next roll was her as a 5. And I was like, okay, here, here we are. Not just, not just 5, but 2 Awakens now as well. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Sometimes you just hit the luck, and that was nice. Yeah, hey, it works out, man. Well yeah. done. Heck and you game. got a 5-star Scarecrow to boot. Dude, I didn't think he was going to be that good because, eh. dude, no, I wish so badly I had one. <laughs> I, I was hoping to A- run. Ashland is okay, but like, I need some bows. You know, <laughs> I kicked Kurtz out of the party for uh, Aslight once I got her back up to four star instead of three point five, and I was like, super. My party is back to being the composition that I requested from the beginning here. And then uh, the boy, uh, not the boy, Cyrus, but the Scarecrow is too good. Uh, Camilla cannot do the damage she does. Oh, no. Camilla's great, though. She's still in my A-team despite having Scarecrow because she can sit behind Sophia and heal her back up so that she's always casting at half SP. Oh, dude, the, like... I think I always have at least two or three or four different four star units rotating in and out of the like main group because they're just like some of them have skills that are too useful. Yeah. You can't not like some of them are just so good. Anyway, email Michael to find out more. Yeah. Yeah. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We were gamers, all those places. Uh, Check us out. We were gamers, all one word on YouTube. Uh, go find that video that Andy put together heckling JJ and I from last week. Oh, it was really light ribbing. All in, All good, in good fun. fun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Nice. All right. If you yeah. go Andy, on Andy, you can also... Hmm. I was going to say, you can also, instead, if you want, put Camilla behind Scarecrow because her other passive is a 15% bow damage up to her row. To her row, not to the one in front. Not her her Uh column, her row. I wish they would. It turns out. I I really wish they would uh, fix the terminology to be more clear because sometimes row means row and sometimes row means row. It should just be line and row. Yeah. Because they already use front, they already use front and back line. Yeah, they they need to do something to fix that because I can never tell which one it means. Yeah, yeah, ten percent bow damage up of paired ally. Paired ally so means the one in front. Yes. Yep. So I use that them as a one-two combination in my Tikilin fight. That Scarecrow in front of Kamala. Yeah, I, I have her sitting behind Aslan. Uh, Ashlyn. Ashlyn. Thank you. Yeah, Ashlyn. Uh, that crit. Guaranteed. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Crucial for the Tiki Lin fight. 